Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Welcome into the latest installment of the Golf Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray. Please be joined by Mitch Grassing, runner-up this year at the Volvic World Long Drive Championship. Mitch, how you doing? Thanks for, for stopping by. It's, uh, I'm, I'm really hot right now. I'm not used to this kind of weather. <laughs> it's getting kind of cold back home. I was going to say, we'll, we'll, we were going to get to that, but let's get right to it. Uh, north of the border, so uh, it's a little different down here, even though this is officially the first cold front of the year for Florida. Cold this front. Is, this is, we're, we're approaching quarter zip season, which wow. is a big deal in central Florida. Anytime it gets below about... 75. So you may be hot, but this is about as good as it's been for us in about six months. Yeah, this is, uh, this is about as hot as it gets back home during the summer. But I mean, I spent almost uh, the whole summer down here working with my coach, Bobby. So I'm kind of used to the heat over North Carolina. How, uh, how different has it been for you? Uh, I guess let's, let's go on a little backstory here. You're 22, correct? Yep. And you start the year with basically no status on the world long drive circuit, and you managed to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and here you are ranked number seven in the world so it's been quite a quite a year but what's it been like for you trying to try to just keep up with everything well at the start of the year me and my coach Bobby Peterson set a goal to get inside the top 20 in the world and uh, I mean at the at the time I was unranked so it was tough to get in events because I had no points in the top mm-hmm. 50 or uh, the only ones that are eligible to sign up so I went out to the Windstar and won my first qualifier. So that got me a few points. Then uh, we went straight out to the Tennessee Shootout, which was a uh, an open event, so anybody could sign up for that. And I finished second to Maurice Allen there. And then the next week, I finished second <laughs> to Justin James by one yard. So I mean, I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready to beat him next year. <laughs> he's, he's got me twice this year. So I mean, three runner-up finishes uh, got me a ton of points this year, and I, I should be set now for the events for next year. Was it hard uh, at all during the season to try and recalibrate your goals once you started to get a little bit of status? Uh, yeah, I mean, my goals kind of changed, especially with uh, my my swing, because it's a long season, lots of lots of hitting, you get tired pretty yeah. quick. Uh, so, I mean, at the start of the year, you know, we kind of reached looked for a, a ball speed kind of goal, and I was I was swinging around two seventeen ball speed at the start of the year, and then approaching World Championships, I was upwards of two twenty five. So after I qualified and started uh, doing well at the tournaments, we just kind of tried to get faster and faster going up the worlds and. Uh, as you saw on uh, the World Long Drive Championship, I think I registered like a 157 <laughs> mile an hour club head speed. So it definitely paid off all the work yep. we did at uh, the One Stop Power Shop. So how'd you get here? How'd you get into uh, the crazy world of long drive? <laughs> oh man, it's a it's a funny story because uh, <clears throat> I was about 19 and my dad uh, picked up a golf uh, a golf club for me, and we went out to my first qualifier. And the club was actually two inches too long, so we took a hacksaw and cut the butt of the club off. <laughs> 
So I was sitting out there uh, hitting in the qualifier and with like half a grip on my driver and I still won it. And I was 19 then, went down to the world championship there. I think uh, I finished uh, top 32 in the world. And that was the same year I met uh, my coach. And um, ever since then, we've just kind of been, uh, we've just been working to get faster. And um, I mean, last year I didn't compete, so I went down and saw him um, at the start of this year. And uh, we just put in a lot of work and I got a lot, a lot more speed. Did you play golf growing up as a kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started around 10 years old. My dad, obviously, like most kids that get into golf, dad pushed them towards playing. So mm -hmm. uh, I, started, I started around 10, and I, uh, I play a lot of junior golf uh, at Whistlebear. Uh, Whistlebear uh, Golf Club is my home, uh, my home golf course in, in Ontario. Is it a rule in Canada that every golf course has to have the word bear in it somewhere? <laughs> Honestly, I've, uh, I've seen like one bear in my life. So Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I've wow. actually never seen a moose. So I always, wow. get, I always get trouble for it from everybody. There you go. I mean, I mean moose do you see? Is it? Not an actual. <laughs> Um, yeah, I started at 10. I played junior golf up until I was about uh, 19. I played for my university team for one year, and then I started doing long drive, and uh, I stopped playing in amateur golf because I was considered professional because I was winning some money. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where my uh, my actual playing career ended and my long drive career started. But um, it's been working out a lot better, paying off better too, so I'm sticking <laughs> with this for now. So, I mean, do you, do you play golf regularly? Do you focus mostly just on the long drive right now? What's... I play when I can, but it's uh, I mean, it's just tough on the body. Um, yeah. I mean, you got all these events and you're practicing. So, I play. I, I've only played a handful of rounds this year. Most most of the time, just going to training for long drives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And are you still balancing school stuff with this, or are you long drive full time? Well, uh, I got one more year of school. I'm done in April. Got a couple classes left, so uh, I got back into that after uh, the World Long Drive Championship. So, um, when I'm done that in uh, April, I'm planning on just doing this full time for the summer. Getting every event again, hopefully win a couple. Have you had any luck with passing off your long drive status in lieu of taking a final or putting in a paper or anything like that? <laughs> I'd like to get there. I actually got somebody uh, who contacted me who wanted to write an essay about long drive and the professional the professional long drive. So he asked me some questions. There you go. But, uh, no, I haven't written anything about it. So how difficult is it being up in Canada? I know you said you you practice some now in training in North Carolina, but do you, is it tough with the winter months and and with the uh, the conditions to try and keep your game at, at tip top shape? Um, it's tough in the summer too. I mean, just finding <laughs> a spot to hit. The ranges uh, just don't accommodate long drivers. But I was lucky enough to find two guys uh, up in Canada. Their names are uh, Greg Foley and Joe Dubinsky. They run an indoor golf school, and uh, they let me hit in the. In their simulators last year all winter long so that really helped out um, my swing because I was actually able to swing through the winter months in Canada mm -hmm. and I planned on doing the same thing this year just so I can, I can go straight into next season just ready to go. What's the balance for you in terms of doing training in the gym versus working on the fine-tuning aspects of your swing? Um, it's, it's tough. Um, this summer I spent a lot more time just working on my swing because uh, last year I put on a lot of weight and strength from mm -hmm. doing powerlifting so I spend a lot of time just fine-tuning my swing with my coach. Um, but when I when I can, I, I you know I try and get in the gym to maintain some strength. But at the same time, you don't want to be too sore for events because if you got some sore tight muscles, your swing's just going right out the window. You got to be flexible and ready to swing fast. So going back to uh, the Volvic World Long Drive, what was that last night like for you? Where you come in, you're in the you're in the quarterfinals. So there's eight guys left, and then in the span of an hour, an hour and a half, all of a sudden you're standing there playing for the belt. What was that like trying to go? get yourself ready for a match and then take your time off, hit the range and then go back under the lights. I mean, it all went by pretty fast. <laughs> if I think about it now, it just happened. But uh, it's, it is tough because you've got to wait, you know, half an hour so yeah. or so between your rounds. 
So what I would do is I think after my first West uh, match against West, I went back, um, hit a few balls. Uh, like it'd be a few balls every few minutes, just so I'm staying warm because if you uh, shut down, your, your body's gonna get cold and you're not gonna be able to swing. But it, it's uh, like me and me and Bobby actually practiced for this uh, throughout the year. Um, we'd actually run like a whole tournament uh, in his in his uh, at his facility, facility the one stop power shop, and we'd. Uh, Play through all the points rounds and then through the uh, the match play rounds and everything mm-hmm. like that. So we actually kind of had a, a good idea going into worlds of how long we we're going to have to wait and how my body reacts to uh, <coughs> staying warm. And we found that just a couple balls every few minutes would uh, would would work for me, and that's what I did. And I mean, going into the finals, I f- my body felt good. I was swinging good. I wasn't tired. But uh, no, I just couldn't find a grid. Going as Justin, I mean, I had a grudge out, grudge out to beat him since uh, he beat me earlier this year, but. Uh, I'll get him next year. I promise you that. <laughs> I was say, a, lot, a lot of guys would, would take your your second place prize money for sure. So when you're warming up, let's say for the first match in the, the quarterfinals against Wes Patterson, are you when you go to the range? What's your balance? Are you hitting starting with wedges? Are you hitting seven irons? Are you working your way up to drivers, or or is it there's some stretching involved? What's the key to getting yourself ready? Um, yeah, you know, honestly, I, I I warm up like um, you would for a round of golf. I start with the wedges, go through some short irons, long irons, and I have a bunch of different drivers. I have. Uh, I have three shafts. Um, Patterson make Patterson makes a whole bunch of shafts. So I start out with a weaker one just to warm up, and uh, as I'm, I feel my body start getting warm and start moving faster, I move up to my last shaft, which is uh, it's the stiffest one I got. It's like a four X. It's called a Patterson Velocity. And uh, when I'm swinging fast and I'm hitting that thing uh, good, I know the ball is <laughs> going forever because I was hitting it real good on the range. How often do you break a shaft? <laughs> uh, broke one a couple days ago, actually. Um, the ones we hit. Patterson makes probably the most durable shaft you'll find out there. Um, I mean, I see, we saw a lot of shafts break at Worlds, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think I've only ever seen two of those, two two Pattersons uh, two Patterson shafts break in my life. Okay, like they are just the, the most durable, uh, like longest lasting shaft you'll, you'll find out there. So, what's your view on on <coughs> long drive as a whole? Do you do you view it as its own separate sport? Do you view it as an offshoot of golf? Where do you where do you come down? Well, or it doesn't it matter. It's it, it, it's it's its own separate sport, but at the same time, it has a lot to offer to the golf world. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I hear it all the time. I mean, lots of people would rather hit the ball farther than make a birdie, right? Yeah. <laughs> they like to show off. So there's a lot that the, a lot of um, your typical golfers can learn just by watching long drive, even participating in it. Um, just by practicing with my coach for a long drive, my golf swing has gotten so much better than even when I was playing golf every day. Mm-hmm. So um, not just looking for speed, but there's there's so many different things that go and hit the golf ball far that you can learn, and if you can really master that and learn how to control your ball flight, I mean, it's just going to help, help your overall golf game. So long drive is more than just about speed, it's all about accuracy. So yeah. um, for a typical golfer, if, if they uh, really pay attention to what these guys are doing, uh, they can they can definitely benefit their own game. So i got to get back to the Canada thing. I know you're up from Ottawa. Is it possible to miss the Senators' run through the playoffs last year, and and how involved were you with that? You, you gripped on game game seven there, because they they missed by a goal. Um, I won't get a bad rap for this <laughs> stadium, but I honestly don't watch much hockey anymore. Really? No, I used hold to. Hold on, you haven't seen a moose. You don't watch a lot of <laughs> hockey. Are you sure you're actually Canadian? Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in the states this year, so it's tough to say. <laughs> Some might call me dual citizen, though, but. Um, uh, you're talking about all the the centers though, but uh, no, I I definitely watched that. I mean, okay. um, when I found out they're going to be uh, be in the playoffs this year, I started paying attention. But um, 
It, That's good. You don't want to get called out. No, <laughs> no I, I, Your hometown I, team is in the playoffs. I had to you, fit in. Yeah, you, you know. Uh, so, I mean, what was that like growing up then? You you just didn't get into the hockey? Or you oh, no, I, I played a lot of hockey growing yeah. up. And uh, as I started transitioning to long drive, uh, I just kind of I, – I really just – that's all I focus on now. <laughs> I get I, mean, it. I, I don't watch uh, – <laughs> I hate saying that because it makes me sound so bad as a Canadian, but I guess I, I do watch. I do watch a, a lot when, I, like um, in Ottawa, it was crazy busy. I yeah. mean, um, everybody was just obsessed with the Senators here. So, um, I mean, those games, the downtown was packed, streets were packed. So, yeah, it was hard to miss anything there. Is it hard to explain to American fans <clears throat> how big the Maple Leafs are in Ontario? It's like their own religion, really. <laughs> I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs will. Fans will run you over. <laughs> they, they, they love uh, they love their sports team. There you go. Well, you know, maybe you'll get back into it, but you got plenty of time. They're just starting the season now, so you can you can lay low for now. But around March, April, you might want to check the standings, see how see how things are going. Um, all right. Well, if you started with these goals of last of this year, trying to get some status, get in the top twenty, what are your goals now for for twenty eighteen? Number one, besides beating Justin James, number one in the world, yeah, and the world championship. Um, I'm sure I'm Just not the only tie one. a bow on it, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's what we all want to win is the world championship. So I mean, if if you don't think you can win it and it's not your goal, then why are you competing for? Yeah. And uh, what are what are the keys for you swing wise to try and maybe pick up an extra couple yards, extra couple miles an hour on the swing speed? Um, consistency, really. Uh, being able to maintain uh, speeds in the 150 throughout the whole year, uh, it takes a toll on your body. So uh, I think um, this winter I'm really just going to work on my swing and my body so I have uh, more stamina throughout the year and I can hit the grid more often. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward, maybe three, five years, whatever, what are your, I don't know about goals, but where would you like to see the sport of long drive moving forward in the future? Honestly, I'd like to, to be like a household sport, you know. Everybody yeah. has it on their TV. Um, people know the, the players uh, fairly well. I mean, it's, it's growing each year. I mean, this year was a great, great year for long drive with three televised events. Um, next year it's supposed to be more. Uh, there's supposed to be more events. Um, I mean, every year is just growing. So I think in the future we're, we're going to see a lot, a lot more uh, people paying attention to this. There you go. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Good luck with the Canadian winter. Maybe you'll see a moose. You never know. <laughs> you, can, you can knock that off your off your bucket list here. But uh, Mitch Grassing, uh, runner-up this year at the Volga World Long Drive Championship. Thanks for joining us on uh, this edition of the Golf Channel Podcast. Thanks awesome. for swinging by. Thanks for having me. I'm your host, Will Gray. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys next time. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.